Hello and welcome to the Perth Mates Podcast once again. My name's Robbie Von Klitzing. Very big thank you for tuning in today. Straight off the bat, if you want to follow us on the socials, at Perth Mates Pod on pretty much all the channels, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok. And even more importantly, it would be great if you could hit subscribe on your podcast platform. That way you can stay updated when new episodes come through as well. Uh, we're still pretty new as a podcast, so if you know anyone who would be great on the pod or even want to come on yourself, feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. And with that, let's introduce today's guests. I've got Rod and Kenneth from Canaponics, who are a medical cannabis producer based out of Malaga. I do find this to be a really interesting space. I'm not a cannabis user myself, never really have been. But over the last few years, I've seen on the news and on TV that marijuana is a really effective tool for pain relief for people undergoing cancer treatments and suffering from chronic illness. People like the late, great Olivia Newton-John have been huge advocates for cannabis as a medicinal product. And it's certainly been gaining a lot of interest And you can see the industry starting to grow. I mean, I've always known for a big time that it's been a big product for this sort of use in America, but slowly, surely, you can see it creeping into Australia. And Canaponics is a company with a lot of things going on at the moment, including a capital raising campaign utilising crowdfunding. Now, the campaign is run by Birchall, and although we do talk about it on the pod, I do want to be clear that uh, I'm not running financial advice today. Far from it. I know nothing about finances, so uh, if you do find it interesting and want to go down that path, make sure you chat to someone from the financial world that knows a lot more than me. Uh, The guys do just chat about it a bit and it's quite interesting. And this is really cool as well. The big thing for Canaponics at the moment is that their entire operation is powered by 100% renewable energy. Their 165 acre farm, the greenhouse and their machinery operate off solar and a battery. Combine this with their cannabis drying technology and they're able to produce high quality product and potentially reduce their cost of goods by 60%, which is really good. Great chat today. Kenneth and Rod with me right now. Sounds like Canaponics is a young WA business going places. Let's do it. All right, Kenneth Langford and Rod Zakostelsky with me right now. G'day, guys. How are we? That's fantastic. How are you going? I'm really well, thanks. Thank you very much for coming on the pod today as well. You're doing some really interesting things there at the moment, and it's great to have you on the line to have a bit of a chat about them. So I think what we'll do to start with is get a bit of a background on Canaponics, what you guys do, what it's all about. So how long have you been in business for? Yeah, so the business was registered in 2018. Uh, We have quite a simple philosophy of uh, people, planet, profit. They're our three main pillars that hold up the entire company. And basically, simplistically, we uh, we make people's lives better um, by obviously, uh, you know, making medicine, uh, bringing a you know one of the largest uh, or the fastest growing industries around the globe at the moment to to, to Australia. Uh, we encourage social equity for a, for a cleaner planet. You know. We currently run on 100% um, batteries and solar on site at the moment. And, um, you know, and profits, you know, it's not a dirty word. Uh, we, we need it to be successful and, and that allows us to be evoking emotion to, uh, to make a difference how people uh, do business uh, today but uh, for tomorrow's uh, future growth and sustainability. 
So that's for much 100% around profit as well. It's not a dirty word. The more profit you make, the better product you can produce and all that sort of stuff. I was reading that um, you've actually reduced your cost by about 60% by going 100% renewable energy. Is that correct? Yeah, so no, well, we haven't reduced any costs yet because we're, we're in our construction phase. So currently we sit on 160 acres. Uh, we've built a one-acre greenhouse and we're building a 1,600-square-metre uh, pre- and post-pharmaceutical uh, manufacturing facility, uh, which then will be uh, coupled to a 15-acre outdoor grove. But the um, the one-megawatt solar farm, um, they've just started, actually, uh, doing all the earthworks for that. But, um, yeah, so the, the three... Obviously, the three biggest cost components um, are water and, and power and obviously uh, people. Um, so for us, uh, we believe we've mitigated a uh, substantial cost in the uh, water collection. We, we harvest all our own rainwater. So we collect about seven uh, to eight million litres of water per year through the design and infrastructure that we're building here on site, which will fill up our dams and whatnot. And then... Uh, the rest of it, we get water from one of the bores that are on site, and then our power um, is obviously supplied uh, by mains power eventually. But um, our solar farm will reduce that by about four hundred thousand dollars a year. It's quite amazing, really. What does the conversation look like when you first come up with this idea? Was was everybody on board, or did you have to convince a few people to actually go? Uh, this is the way of the future. Um, yeah, how did that all look? Yeah, good question. Um, no, nah, it was one of those things, you know. It's like, oh yeah, sure, sure, that won't work. Or, you know, we because I, uh, I, you know, I, I knew I wanted to get in the industry um, a few years um, prior to 2018, but um, and I chose Collie because obviously there was some land available that was quite cheap. Um, and then uh, sort of after I purchased a block of land, the, the government had a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, funding available for any new businesses that sort of moved to town, but we'd already moved to town. But, um, yeah, for sure, I remember driving uh, back to Perth, you know. We're in, I mean, we're in Collie tonight, but um, and people telling me it won't work or no water or you won't get this, you won't get that, and just constantly and consistently going back and thinking about it and rejigging the plan, I come up with, you know, my own circular economy, really. I just knew we had to be um, sustainable in a way that we were, you know, uh, unencumbered from any outside influences, being, you know, uh, you know, if there's power issues or water issues or if there's any, you know, obviously even now with the pandemic that's just gone past a couple of years ago, you know, we, we sort of find ourselves in a good position that, um, you know, we'll obviously have all our own genetics and produce all our own power and water and all our mother plants and, and whatnot. So we're in, we're in a good position. But, yeah, the road's been long. It's, it seems like it's been forever. People think it's like, a, like you're a, like you're a one-hit wonder, you know, like a busker in the street, you know. They don't <laughs> realise that you've spent so, such a long time, such a long time planning. And, you know, it's lonely as well, you know, at times. You know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all worth it in the end, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. I'm glad you're loving it and everything. And I guess around solar and all that sort of stuff, WA, obviously an amazing place to do it because we have a lot of sun. But what about Collie? Because it's quite cold in the winter and everything. Do you still get enough sun around, you know, those colder months in the south of our state? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we've done all the climate studies and whatnot. Um, look, don't get me wrong. Um, so, so just for the record, we, we currently operate on 100% battery power right now. Mm-hmm. And we have, a, we have a small solar farm that powers those batteries. We have got 200 um, amp hours of batteries uh, on site. So that'll supply all the construction and, and all our infrastructure currently. But even when we build our one megawatt solar farm, we'll be hooked up to mains power and backed up by by uh, ge- uh, generators, um, we'll still need mains power. Um, the solar only reduces by about by about um, anywhere between forty and sixty percent. So, um, moving into early or towards the end of this year, uh, and we could be in full production. Uh, and all throughout 2024, yeah, it's, it's going to be a combination of um, uh, during the day, it'll be 100% solar power and, and, and somewhat that's more battery use uh, of the transition. But then at night, it will be back on mains power for sure. Until we, until we, until the batteries, the price of batteries uh, reduces and whatnot, that we have a large enough battery, battery cell here. Yeah, that's a fair play. Is it kind of a, a Tesla type setup, or is there other Aussie companies that make batteries for you, or what's the deal there? Yeah, well, the, the batteries aren't Tesla batteries, but they're um, um, they're one of the most advanced, or we're told they are. They're the most advanced lithium batteries on the market to date. Um, so we've got a sea container full of batteries. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, so, so so obviously the site was purchased a few years ago, and. For about a year, we were running a generator, like a 30 kVA generator, power everything, and then, you know, just by the, by the, you know, I suppose, you know, reality that, you know, we've got to run a diesel, diesel generator all day, um, and and only half the night, it's, uh, it didn't fit in with our, you know, people, planet, and, and and profit sort of pillars, and so we thought, how can we, a reduce our cost, but also reduce our carbon footprint. And the money we spent in fuel, we just went and brought a whole, you know, this, on site now, it's a $250,000 investment into a standalone power system. But, um, you know, that for us has allowed us to have 24-hour power right now, so we need it for lights for 24-hour security. And it, um, we don't burn any, any, any diesel. So um, it, it's a great, it's, it's actually, I've been here for up to a year or so with running generators and then, and then uh, all of a sudden turning them off and then it's silence, you know, because we're, we're out, out in the country, <laughs> we're about six k's out of town. Um, so it's great. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a sea container full of batteries. They get charged during the day and, and uh, it runs everything at night. For sure. And actually, I'm interested to know about your journey getting into the business as well, because I know for years over in America, for example, uh, many cool cannabis has been quite common. But in Australia, we've heard a lot of talk about it, but we don't necessarily see it. And I still know there's a lot of legislation going on. So what made you get into the business and how'd you go about it? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to... um uh, to see a video because I mean, look, when I grew up, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, some of my mates were involved in it, right? Yeah. Doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, and I didn't. I didn't sort of get what was the, you know, what was the attraction, you know, about you know, it was, I don't know. I just didn't get involved in it. it. It didn't suit my my personality, you know. I'm an extrovert, and, and you know, obviously, you know, um, uh, sort of, you know, I suppose that. 
never tried it before, but um, but yeah, it made me a real introvert, so I never really got into it. But but then then several years later, um, I, I met my my wife. I've been with for about uh, about eighteen years now, and she's a naturopath, so she's all about plant medicine, right? Yep. Um, and then I then I watched a video of a lady by the name of Jill. Uh, it's been watched about twenty two million times on uh, YouTube. Jill suffers from Parkinson's disease, and um, she complained about her medication not working at all. So, and then um, she was handed a Jack's cracker uh, with butter, yeah. and the butter was obviously, you know, cannabis of some description. And within minutes, you know, she stopped shaking, her, her speech was clear, she was fully coherent, and she just was like, "This is amazing, and I can't believe it's, it's illegal." And then at that point in time, which was Around about 20, 2016, I just knew what I what I wanted to do. I just I just knew uh, this this was this was my the rest of my life was to and I went down that uh, that rabbit warren or opened Pandora's box and I haven't I haven't come out since. <laughs> <laughs> and you do see, I, I guess, um, a few high high profile people who have sort of used it to their benefit. I guess the late great Olivia Newton John's probably. The, the most high profile of them all. And I think she was using cannabis oil. Is that the most common or is are people sort of using butter and cookies and stuff like that as well? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, there's uh, you know, there's, there's dozens of different uh, ways to, um, or novel delivery systems uh, that can be obtained and, and taken. Uh, but obviously, uh, Olivia... Uh, Newton John, um, she's been a huge advocate for the for the industry, and 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 it's not so much about being a, an advocate for the industry. It's just the fact that this 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 works. This is this is this is a plant that that has you know massive healing properties, and it made a profound difference to her life. Um, and for that, you know, we're forever grateful for her. And I, I believe yeah, she was uh, taking oils. I mean, for us. We have the ability uh, once we've completed our facility to um, uh, package uh, flour for a smokable. Um, we uh, also have the ability to further process it into oil, and then further process that into nano emulsion, so it can be diluted in, in drinks and whatnot. You know, everything from dermal patches and to sublinguals, and edibles, and, and, and all sorts. So, um, you know, for us, it's 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 purely pharmaceutical. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, you've only got to, um, and later on you'll talk to Kenneth and, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll like open up that, that box a lot more than what, what I know of. But obviously in the US, you know, there's thousands of different products and different novel delivery systems out there that everyone's partaking in. What about actual access to marijuana as a medication? Is it something that's easy to get now or is it still something that is actually quite hard? Uh, no, no, well, I mean, uh, look, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it, you've got to go through the, 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 the right channels, and that's through a doctor, mm-hmm. and, through, you know, and he'll prescribe it and he'll pick it up from a pharmacy. But um, no, I don't believe so. But I mean, look, there's, there's a couple of doctors now that have given up their jobs and they're traveling around Australia to train doctors uh, uh, in, in, in this medicine, you know, uh, up until about 25 years ago, or 29, I think, you know. Um, the, the the endocannabinoid system wasn't even studied uh, in, in in modern medicine. You know what I mean? And some doctors today aren't interested in it. Um, but it's not until um, you know even even our 
uh, one of our new directors, uh, a heart surgeon, you know, he, he, he was like, you know, anecdotally, he couldn't deny the fact that everybody that, or his patients, obviously not taking cannabis from him, but them being prescribed cannabis from the GP, he, he just couldn't deny the fact that it's making such a big difference to his patients. So he, he, he joined our team. Uh, so that, that for us is, is, a, is a huge feather in our cap. But as far as accessible, I mean, I do believe there are still some bottleneck um, um, sort of flow on rates that are happening out there for sure. Uh, I do believe there's still a large contingency of doctors don't believe in it. Um, you know, it's all about education, you know, and, and, and the, the, the ignorance uh, that is present in um, some particular GPs. Uh, some of them don't, don't want to hear about it and others are open to it. Um, but yeah, look, you'd probably say, I mean, the numbers uh, are huge, absolutely astronomical as far as the growth from how many people back in 2017, I think it was like 275 people were prescribed uh, medical cannabis. And today there's there's hundreds of thousands of, of, of uh, patients that are being prescribed it. But still, we've got a long way to go with the mainstream um, uh, medicine. For sure. And so you can sort of access it if you need it for health re- reasons or medicinal reasons across Australia, or is there only some states that you can access cannabis at this point? No, no, in, in, in all the states. Yep. Um, for sure. I mean, obviously, if, if, uh, if, if uh, you know, between yourself and your GP, if it's, uh, if it's um, uh, you know, if, if he agrees, uh, I mean, it's a fantastic alternative to opiates, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's the only way you can die from cannabis is if a ton of it drops on your head. <laughs> You know, it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't it doesn't doesn't tell your brain to tell your heart to stop breathing, like like a lot of these strong opioids do. So it's 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 a it's a wonderful drug, drug making a huge difference to so many lives out there, and it, it truly is. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, and it's not a cure for everything, um, but it's definitely an alternative to um, other medicines out there. For sure, mate. And when it comes down to it, it's natural as well. So you kind of know what you're getting, I guess, to a degree as well. Like, you know, there's no hidden uh, medicines in there or no hidden drugs in there as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah yes and no. I mean, obviously, big farmers trying to, you know, um, synthesize it and bring out some synthetic strains and whatnot. And, you know, there's obviously... Uh, Potential, you know, lack of quality and, 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 and regulatory framework with some import products and whatnot that don't meet specs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, obviously, produced in, in, in a in a GMP, you know, environment, which is obviously um, good manufacturing practices in, in a licensed pharmaceutical manufacturing facility with consistency in, in product um, delivery. Um, yeah, 100%. You're, you're correct. It's it, it's a natural product. Um, um, and it's and, and it's you know it, it's a wonderful product, and it needs to be um, you know obviously um, the word is to be spread you know because uh, look there's there's a huge cohort out there that believe in it, and and there's a huge cohort that have been using it for for, for many many years self medication and whatnot. It's only just coming out now that. You know, not all stoners, you know, partake in taking cannabis, you know. It's, uh, 
you know, you wouldn't dare walk down the street, you know, uh, a few years ago with a leaf on your shirt or whatnot, but you see it everywhere now, don't you? So it's getting more recognition. Um, and everyone from white collar to blue collar to, you know, is, is obviously, um, you know, used as an alternative to, um, to other medicines. I'm just guessing here, but um, I'm imagining America's probably the biggest market in the world and just wondering what's the potential for australia like how big can the market get here yeah i mean look i mean i suppose uh, recreational i mean obviously uh in the u.s uh it's not federally legal uh obviously 52 states uh 50 states um so there's all different laws in between each state so some states is legal some states you can sell it but you can't transfer the, the money across etc etc it's a bit of a minefield but i think currently it's about a 55 billion dollar industry uh in, in in the us um you know some of the numbers thrown around as far as i think next year they're looking you know straight to be around 1.5 to 2 billion dollars uh industry up to sort of you know Ten billion dollars over the coming year, sort of five years. Wow. So it's a um, well in the US alone, there's been 265 jobs created every single day since 2021. It's one of the fastest growing uh, industries globally. It's crazy, isn't it? How much it's growing, and it's very interesting. Given what, what would you say, 20 years ago, it was completely illegal, and to see it sort of slowly but surely soften up and see so many jobs come through, I reckon that's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it is. It's oh, astronomical. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and sort of what, what blows me away and everyone that wants to sort of get into it as a business is, you know, the entry to get into it is extremely hard. Um, there's a large barrier to entry because uh, it's a pharmaceutical. Mm. Uh, so, you know, um, it's, 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 it requires a lot of, you know, investment and commitment. Um, to build a facility that that can deliver in consistency, which you have to do that in any pharmaceutical practice. So, um, you know, will that change? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, uh, around the world, um, Germany, I think, you know, 86 million people. And I think only about 600,000 people have ever been prescribed uh, medicinal cannabis. They're talking about going recreational, but... Um, they're, they're not letting it go like the US. Uh, they're, they're making it all come through 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 the GMP compliancy, so that there's a consistent product that's going to be uh, you know sold through through retail outlets that they know is safe. Um, in the in the US, it was you know free for all. It was the wild west, and there was many people dying from you know overexposure to certain you know uh, chemicals that were used for. For, for, for production and you know cowboys and whatnot, so 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 we'll never go that way, which is great for us. If we're so highly regulated here in country, yep, um, it's good for us too, as far as with the infrastructure that we put into um, into Collie uh, and what we're building as well too. You know, so it's it, it's it's not um, it's never going to go that the way I think, or anyway, uh, as the Wild West in in America. Oh, yep, yep. So what you guys are essentially saying is you're a sucker for paperwork. Yeah, that's exactly right. Your GP <laughs> wants to get more paperwork. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, 100%, exactly. Uh, but you just gotta, that's just part and parcel of, of what we're doing, yeah. For sure. Hey, I'm really interested to know about the logistics of your business, and I don't know if you like have to sort of keep 
some things confidential, but, but I'm interested to know, like with a, with something like a, a marijuana farm, I, I assume that's what you call it. Do you have to keep things like your address and where you operate under wraps? Cause I can imagine that that could be a target for people trying to actually steal the product and everything. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we don't ever advertise our address. Um, so, you know, as far as, you know, our, you know, cannabis facility um, is highly, you know, regarded as almost like a prison style. Yeah. Um, nobody gets out alive. <laughs> but, but, but as far as, um, you know, we, you know the, the facility will have, will have a, um, uh, a 3.3 metre fence all the way around it and inside that fence will be, I think, 42 strains of, of, of electric wire um, there's not one inch of the whole property that won't be seen by by uh, by cameras. There'll be 24-hour security guards on site. Um, like I said, you know, it's 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 highly regulated. But you know, and that's one of the reasons why you know part of our um, continued efforts in relationship with the Office of Drug Control is is to maintain our our location as 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 a secret, so to speak. But um, but you know. There, there's, there's, there's three or four. There's probably a dozen in, in country that you can drive past. People know where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think to date there's been any break-ins um, as far as on the east coast. I, I believe there's only one other facility here in WA. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely a, 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 a reason for, for concern. But um, you know, we have everything in place to, to mitigate that as much as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. It sounds like you've you guys have put a lot into that and uh, really thought about it as well, which is great. Um, the other thing I'm interested to know about, I just see you're doing your first ever uh, equity campaign as well through Birchall, so people can buy into the business, can they, or buy shares? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, well, this is not our first rodeo. Uh, we've raised about fourteen mil already. Oh wow! Um, we will spend eleven million dollars in the next six months here on site uh, to complete the facility. Um, we, we we thought it would be prudent for us to uh, to get involved in a, in a uh, equity crowdfunding campaign for several reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the moment now we're smashing every record on the virtual uh, crowdfunding campaign. We've uh, we're currently running at ten times the average um, crowdfunding um, um, uh, company. We're, we're we're about four days four days left, and I think we're we're about four thousand nine hundred uh, expression of interest. Wow! To to get involved, so yeah, we're we're, we're pumped. It's a uh, it's pretty exciting actually. This year's sort of uh, been huge for us financially, um, with a lot of overseas. Um, uh, well, we've got some overseas investors that have come in, some cornerstones and whatnot. But as far as the icing on the cake for us, this allows us to accelerate our uh, our renewable programs and our advanced manufacturing, um, which was, that, that's what the money will be spent on from the virtual um, uh, crowdfunding uh, campaign. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. That's awesome. And a crowdfunding campaign like that is that um, more a big business style thing, or can mum and dad investors get involved as well? What's the deal there? You know, anyone can get involved. Yeah, it's, cool. It's, uh, minimum investment two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, believe oh, it or not, right. shares into the company and uh, and a maximum of uh, of, of ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah, for mums and dads, and well, that, that, and that that's the opportunity that 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 lies within 
you know, all the money today, what we've raised has all been through sophisticated investors uh, or high net worth investors. Uh, so this gives, you know, mums and dads an opportunity to get involved in a, in a Western Australian-owned company, um, you know, employing Western Australians, uh, making medicine. So it's, it's great, you know, it's, it's a real privilege to be, uh, you know, having such, you know, uh, you know, our, like our team, it's, it's, it's overwhelming the support we've had over the years, uh, the people involved and whatnot, our current uh, infrastructure and team around us is just amazing. 100%. Love seeing West Aussie companies being innovative and really going something great as well. Just looking at the, the next few years, guys, what's the outlook? What's the plans? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just keep developing. Uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, our, our current model to date is uh, B2B. So, so we'll be uh, producing for other companies that already have established brands out there and whatnot, uh, and then later on we'll develop our own our own products, and then get uh, you know further get into uh, expanding another greenhouse. We've got an outdoor grow that we're um, uh, developing as well too, another ten acres outdoor. But you know, product development, uh, research, uh, drug discovery. Um, yeah, there's, 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 a, there's a huge, um, you know, bright future for for the industry in general. You know, there's, there's, there's room. I mean, currently, uh, look, don't quote me, but I think it's around 80% of all products in country are imported from overseas. Right. Like, seriously. You know what I mean? Like, it's um, there's a big push for, for more government support for, for, for other producers out there to get started. Um you know, to bring back local manufacturing, local product, local jobs. Um, yeah, we're all about sustainability and growth. And uh, but you know, Kenneth's got a got a, a raft of um, um, you know views and visions for the company moving forward. So we're very fortunate to have Kenneth uh, here with us. You know, a 22 year veteran of of, of the industry, which uh, we believe there's, there's nobody looking so older. Not that old, <laughs> yeah. But we believe we've got one of the most experienced growers in the industry uh, with Kenneth Langford, yeah. That's brilliant. So if people do want more information, especially about the equity raising or just a little bit more about the company in general, where do they find out more about Canaponics? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So obviously, yeah, au or the virtual crowdfunding platform, but we've got links on our, on our website. Uh, that'll go straight to the uh, to the virtual crowdfunding uh, campaign. Um, yeah, register with with the newsletter to get uh, regular updates. Um, yeah, and obviously uh, info uh, at kenaponics dot com dot au as well. Beautiful. Kenneth and Rod, thank you very much for chatting with me today, boys. It's been really interesting. It's one of those industries that I think uh, people are really, really curious about. So it's good to get those insights today and uh, best of luck for the future. I hope you guys just keep growing and growing. No, thank you, Rob. We appreciate your time, mate. You, you have a great evening and uh, I look forward to catch up with you very shortly. Thank you very much once again for tuning into the Perth Mates podcast. If you want to follow us on the socials, at Perth Mates Pod on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm your host, Robbie Von Klitzing. You can follow me at Robbie Von Klitzing on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as well. And if you know anyone who might be great on the pod, please feel free to get in touch. And if you want to come on and have a chat yourself, same thing. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe as well on any of the podcast platforms. We're on them all. Until next time, have a good one. See ya.